Hey everybody, and welcome to Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth through business success. Hey, I'm hopping on here on a Thursday because we have an awesome bonus episode for you about how to successfully own and operate vacation rental properties. Yes, Airbnb. We actually talk about the definition of what vacation rental properties are, um, and we just had a wonderful conversation. So as part of our, our recent Achieve Freedom Now, Jeremy Worley, an owner of Worley & Associates, spoke with Carrie and I about his life-changing pivot to vacation rentals after the burst of the real estate bubble in 2008. So we had such a great conversation I wanted to share with you today. Hope you enjoy the show. Awesome. Jeremy, thank you so much for uh, being with us today. You are a ninja when it comes to vacation rental investment specialist and like that too, right? You just, you, I love the quote that you just like, let's make it happen, right? Um, you know, obviously vacation rental profit playbook seminar presenter, you speak throughout the country on uh, vacation rentals. You're the author of Mismanagement and Mastery of Vacation Rentals. You're the owner of Worley and Associates, top performing real estate team in Branson, Missouri. Graduate of the University of Missouri, has completed Dale Carnegie training and Dale Carnegie sales uh, advantage, as well as Tony Robbins Master University. I love all the Tony Robbins stuff as well, too. So, Jeremy, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm just curious, how did you get started in the vacation rental and then use all of your energy to go down this niche of really understanding this and making yourself this ninja in it? Well, you know what they say, necessity is the mother of invention, right? So it all started for me in 2008. I got my real estate license in 2006, which, you know, was the market was still hot where we were. And then I had a good 18 months before everything crashed and it was really, really bad. I had, you know, one kid and uh, one on the way. And my wife had a part-time job and, and I had only closed four deals that year. And I just was kind of every, like, like everybody else I saw agents that had been in the business for 20 years going bankrupt. And I thought to myself, okay, well, there's people doing deals out there. You know, I, I can't be, you know, the only guy who's struggling and I refuse to buy into the mentality that the sky was falling. And so you've got to get smart in those situations. So I began to just look at the landscape and just start looking under rocks and, and uh, trying to figure out where people were buying. And I had one client that was really started interested, uh, started um, having me help her find some vacation rentals. And so I just wanted to serve that client to the highest level possible and started digging in, asking questions. Uh, I started picking up the phone and just calling vacation rental owners and just asking them, what is this business? How, how, how do you do it? Um, what do I need to know? Who do I need to know? And um, then I began to really dig into the numbers and the mechanics of it. And uh, then I convinced a family member to cough up some money and to partner with me and to buy one so that I could have some kind of boots on the ground experience. And next thing I know, I just found out that these were really starting to cash flow wildly, especially in our area. And the reason, the primary reason why that one client was having me look for one is because she couldn't find any place for her family to stay in Branson. And so she was buying it out of a need, not out of a, an investor, you know, kind of a rate of return. And so there was other people that started to really have that need. And so I got really good at asking questions. And so somebody would come to Branson and they would say, Hey, you know what? I I've got $65,000 cash and I want to buy a two bedroom vacation rental, you know, rent it out when we're not there. And I was like, okay, great. But you know, your whole family is here with you looking at this property. Um, and there's like eight of you here and, you know, 10 of you here. So how are you all going to fit in this little two bedroom, two bath condo? And they're like, well, you know, it's just kind of what we got. They're like, it'll be okay. We're a close family, you know. And, um, and, I, and I began to show them how they could take that $65,000 and use it as a down payment. 
to leverage a four bedroom vacation rental that might cost $300,000. And then I began to show them the income that they could earn. And honestly, in the beginning, I had to lie about how much income they could earn because I had to make it lower than what it actually was because nobody believed me. They're like, who is this guy? Like saying all this stuff that's too good to be true. So I started to dumb down what I was saying and then people would begin to believe me. And then they'd come back the next year and they'd be like, you're a liar, aren't you? I said, yeah, <laughs> I'm best kind of liar. <laughs> I love it. And the rest has been history. And so I'd love for you to kind of share, because I think this is very fascinating for a lot of business owners. You took that niche, you took that passion, it came out of necessity, but you, you really just said, okay, I'm going to become good at something. And I'm going to go find more people that need that. And that is the power of the one thing, you know, really getting good at something. And you have taken that to the next level. Eventually, just in short term, you not being in the business that long, uh, started your own brokerage and really um, have built one of the top performing real estate brokerages in your area based on vacation rental sales, which I think is fascinating because you just haven't had that much longevity in it. But because of your passion around it and your mastery around it, and, and writing the book and then really dedicated uh, training and coaching to help your agents become the best of the best and help them help others and then become best investors themselves and build their own teams and so forth has really just spiraled. And I think that is a, it's off the topic of vacation rental, but in just like five minutes, Jeremy, I think that's important because I think there's a lesson here, which is it doesn't matter what your focus is or, or where you find yourself, if you really, really become a master and you really believe in it and become passionate about it, you can build anything around it. I mean, really, you had no idea that this vacation rental market was going to be what it is today when you started it. Um, and, and that's been great. And thank goodness you doubled down and focused on it because I'm, I'm certain you're reach, reaping the benefits. And then we're going to want to get into why should people be investing in vacation rental? Uh, and there's a couple of questions here for you that we'll ask as well. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's really kind of interesting when I, you, you just start out, you just kind of get a property on your own and kind of learn the mechanics of it. And mm -hmm. then that gave me the, the power, the, uh, I guess I should say the, the ability to speak with authority about the type of investment. And because I was an owner myself, people would come to town and they're like, okay, so this guy practices what he preaches. And in addition to that, there was some little subtle nuances to the business that I could begin to help people with. And I would, I was a customer service guy. So I would call them and check on them, you know, uh, a week, a month, three months after they bought something from me. And I would say, how's it going? Well, actually, Jeremy, I'm kind of struggling with the, you know, the description on my uh, advertising. Can you help me with that? Sure. No problem. And I just tried to become uh, just a valuable resource to people and just a friend. And honestly, everybody that was buying vacation rentals was a super smart entrepreneur. They were the type of people that I just loved to connect with. And so my circle of, of influence grew among people who I love to spend time around. And I just found that um, for whatever reason, maybe it's because I just don't have a high level of patience. I never found that I, I mean, I would serve any client to the best of my ability but I always found I didn't have as much joy helping that first time home buyer, you know, look at the home because they didn't really like the way the kitchen laid out. I preferred more working with somebody that would say, hey, you know what, this property looks like it's a pretty good property. And I'd say, yeah, they didn't really care what the kitchen looked like or what the curtains looked like. They wanted to know how much money it could make. They wanted to know what that uh, business model looked like, that pro forma. And as I really got in and started to dive deep into evaluating a first year rate of return on a real estate investment property, 
then I learned that I could additionally evaluate um, a um, kind of a return on equity analysis year after year. So I began to become almost like a, a broker, like a stock broker for people. And I was able to serve them at the highest level. And really vacation rentals are so fun that they become addicting and people would come back the next year and want more and more. So then I needed help in my real estate business, right? And so then it began to grow and that niche that uh, I just discovered all of a sudden was starting to grow around me. And it's funny, I had a, I had a, had a very seasoned agent, a long-term agent in my area kind of came up to me about six months ago. And she's like, Jeremy, she goes, you really hit this vacation rental thing at the right time, didn't you? And I just kind of smiled and was like, yeah, you know, sure, I guess I did. But I mean, there was 10 years of learning yeah. you know, and buying and education so that when it hit, I was yeah. ready and I just kind of rode the wave to the top and agents started knocking on my door. You're absolutely right. It is the Gary Keller one thing. And it's actually funny that you mentioned that. I'm a huge fan of Gary Keller and um, I read all of his books and um, and I was actually reading the one thing and I got to that. It was like, I don't know, the one of the first paragraphs, page 63, you know, I kind of circled the page because it was such a thing and a big deal for me. And I read it and I was like, yeah, wow, what is the one thing that I can do that such by doing it would make everything else easier or unnecessary? And I was like, I've got all these agents and all these clients coming to me. And, and, the, and the, you know how it is when you sell something, somebody is in the ether, they want to buy, they're, they're learning, they're, they're, and especially vacation rentals, which are even more emotionally charging because they're more beautiful full you've got great views they were they were here and i would be working you know my kids my wife's at home feeding kids and i'm like i just got two more properties to show i'll be home soon you know how it is and uh then people would go home and i could i wouldn't hear from them and i'm like well what's up you were so excited about this property i you know and they're like well you know i'm sorry i have my kids in school and i got soccer and i got this and i got that so i thought you know what i'm just gonna take the same 50 questions that I get all the time and I'm going to write them down in this book. And it, you know, it took a long time and, and a lot of effort to do it. But once it was done, I could not only give that to a, an investor of, you know, a second home buyer, I could give them a book on their way home and then they would read it on the way home. And then it would physically sit on their table, on their desk. So my picture on the front of my book is just my beady little eyes were just staring at them saying, come on. You know, so in addition to me calling them, they're reinforced by this pamphlet, this hundred page pamphlet sitting on their on their kitchen table. And then I wrote the book to be an inspirational message to give people the confidence to go ahead and buy. And then as agents started knocking on my door, they're like, wow, you know, teach me this vacation rental thing. And I'm like, well, you got to join up. This is what we do. And um, it really was the one thing that helped skyrocket my business, I think. So we're yeah. really happy for it. Are you in a vacation rental market or if people are trying to, def to understand what that means versus a regular investment mm -hmm. property or Airbnb property? Could you just take a few minutes and explain the difference there? Great question, Adam. Um, so let's think of uh, vacation rentals. Let's use a, like a more broad encompassing term called short-term rental, right? You've got long-term rental and short-term rental. Now a short-term rental could, doesn't have to be in a vacation spot. It could be in a medical mile next to a hospital, right? Yeah. There's a, it could be at a college town, you know, because there's a lot of um, transient people that are coming to check on kids. There's a lot of big sports events that happens in big college towns. So any, any type of property that is rented from for 30 days or less is considered short term. 
Um, and then anything longer than that would be long-term. So those short-term rentals that are in vacation rental markets are just kind of, they, we call them vacation rentals. So that, there's kind of a difference there. And yes, you are definitely in a vacation rental market. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And think, so, yeah, go ahead. I just, I think the point that you made is, is, is well token. I don't think you, people need to be in like, you know, even like Vermont's a pretty vacation rental market as well too, but like medical mile, you can just be around a resource where people need short-term rentals, that's particularly right. right now. And I think that's just getting people to think outside the box and when, when they're thinking about investments. And why do you think, I agree. So when you're thinking about where could you invest, number one, sometimes in short-term rental um, markets, people think they have to live there. And I'd love your opinion on that. Do the investors have to live in those areas or do they just need to go find those areas that are great for vacation rentals or is in a college town or near a hospital or wherever there might be short-term rental opportunities? Should they live there? Should that be their first investment? And then, you know, do you see investors going to different markets? What does that look like? And I'd love for you just to touch a little bit on the trends that you're seeing today, because this has really taken off and it doesn't seem like it's slowing down in, you know, the economy and real estate market that we're in. And so I'd love just to hear uh, just what's going on in the short term, you know, rental market as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I would say that you, you definitely don't have to live where you invest. I would say that it's better in the beginning as a new vacation rental investor to find a place that you already love to go. Because, you know, a lot of people say, I've heard a lot of people say vacation rental investing is easy. It's easy. Well, it's, it's not easy. There's a lot of work and there is a learning curve. The learning curve isn't as long as, as long-term, you know, renting or flipping. I mean, my gosh, people, people are uh, terrified by having to buy a house that they're not going to live in because they don't want the financial burden. They don't know how to rent it. They don't know how to evaluate somebody's credit. They don't know, you know, that these people are going to be living in their home. Um, it's scary. You know, I don't know how to replace a kitchen, remodel a kitchen. There's this kind of analysis paralysis that comes with long-term rentals, but with vacation rentals, it's so easy uh, in one aspect. And that's that you already know what you want when you go on vacation. Right. You already know, because when you go on vacation and the place isn't clean, or there's not near, there's no um, you know, access to amenities, or there's no proximity to attractions, you, you would prefer to stay somewhere else. So all you really have to do is provide some really great, uh, you know, vacation, uh, comfortable accommodations for people, and everybody already knows how to do it. You don't need to take a course in it. Um, and I would say that building your power team around you is probably the first thing that a, a vacation rental investor is going to need to do. Um, I would say it's definitely easier if you live in an area. Um, if you absolutely anyone listening, if you live in a second home destination and you don't own a vacation rental, you are leaving money on the table. Just absolutely <laughs> hands down, you are. And then, um, uh, but uh, to answer your question, no, you don't have to live there. And then to kind of address the trends question that you had. So the, the trend is changing not only in the desire for people who want this type of accommodation, um, but it's changing um, in that the average age of the vacation rental end user, that traveler is getting younger and younger. Um, this is just the way people tend to want to travel. They want more privacy. And then when COVID hit, this was a very interesting bit of data. I mean, global tourism shut down completely, right? For all of us. Um, <clears throat> a weird time to be alive um, an exciting time to be alive too to be honest and 
So global tourism shut down. And so there's one company, there's a nationwide property, property management company that I do business with. They showed me some data and like their bookings are normally around like 600 bookings a day, you know, across the United States. And then right when COVID hit, they went to nothing. I mean, hundred percent cancellations, everybody just canceled. But then after those quarantine periods, bookings went off the charts to like over 2000 bookings a day because, and I'm still seeing this now a year later, people it seems are having a lot more comfort traveling in their own bubble versus going to a hotel where there might be, you know, uh, kind of a community check-in area or a community uh, continental breakfast area or community pools. They like traveling in their own bubble so they can kind of protect their family wherever they go. So it's definitely getting more and more popular. I think it's and almost, he, sorry, Carrie. No, go. I think it's pretty fascinating too, just the psychology of the, mm-hmm. of even a buyer right now mm-hmm. um, that, you know, when they're buying a house, they want their own little bubble, their own little privacy, their own little wings. And so it, it's a really well uh, taken point to think about when you're traveling, you're kind of looking for the experience more than you are the big mm-hmm. hotel that's got just a pool. You, you know, it's like, you'd rather be in some privacy and have your own little area as long as you can customize your trip, mm-hmm. um, which I think it's kind of fascinating. Do you think they, the trends of that are going to stay strong uh, over the next year? Or do you think they'll level back out to that 600 bookings per day? Um, I think they're, I think they're going to, um, well, I think they have leveled out from that 2000 bookings per day, but um, the, what I'm seeing is that uh, my properties, all of my properties and all of the colleagues that I know, all of our properties booked up faster this year and for more money. So those are the metrics that we look at, like in a particular area, if you're worried about saturation, you know, what is that per night rent amount? What is the time between the time where the traveler picks up the phone or sends an email and says, I'd like to book this vacation for you know six months or one year out. I've already got bookings for next year already, for next summer already. So that tells me that we're not slowing down. Yeah. And another really interesting point about the vacation rental industry, and, and I, I maybe I'll just caution and say maybe this isn't applicable industry-wide, but definitely in my market, is that the vacation rental as a as a uh, vehicle for a traveler to stay tends to be a lot more economical than just staying at a hotel. Because think about it, you know, if you're going to go stay at a hotel, you're going to pay 79 to $300 a night, depending on how you, how, what, what type of quality and luxury accommodations that you want. But if you've got a house that you're renting where you can fit 20 people in and you divide it amongst the family, it becomes $35 a night. It becomes a lot a lot more affordable. So in our area, you know, vacation rentals broke out in 2009. Like VRBO was a mom and pop website in 2009. And then it was bought out by HomeAway Inc., which was in turn bought out by Expedia around 2011. And it's just getting bigger and bigger. And vacation rentals in my area tend to be a recession resistant investment because, and, and, you know, recessions and, you know, fears of whatever's going on in the global economy uh, can shut down a lot of buyers that fear can just paralyze somebody. But when you say, look, you know, it's actually cheaper for people are not going to stop vacationing. They're just going to vacation smarter. I don't know about you, but I, I need to go on a vacation and I just got back from a vacation. You know, it's just smart. You need to, you know, our productivity goes up. It's more fun. We've got to have the time to make memories with our family. It's precious, precious time. People are not going to stop vacationing. They're just going to vacation smarter and they're going to pool their resources and it's going to be cheaper for them. Not to mention the fact that they don't have to go out for every meal. 
I mean, what do you do when you get together with family, yeah. right? You cook and yeah. it's a lot more fun. Yeah. I mean, it's funny you say that because we're, we're about to go on a vacation next week and we were, you know, we were, we were just talking about, we'd rather just get our groceries. And a lot of times just, you know, maybe a couple of days a week go out to dinner, but it's just easier to, and more fun. I think so to kind of eat at home and kind of enjoy that environment while you're there with everybody mm-hmm. over the course of three or four hours versus, you know, waiting on a certain staff and not having things in your control. Well, I hope you don't get stuck cooking hamburgers because that's a sweaty job. But <laughs> <laughs> and, and so what's interesting, you said that there is this trend too, where you have a invest an investor and you help them invest and they start making money on their investment. And then they come back to you and say, it's kind of addicting. I want another and I want another one. And you can show them how they can use the money from one investment to, you know, move to their next investment. And you're starting to see investors who are looking at other similar markets, not even necessarily let's go buy three in Branson. Maybe they do, but what's another market we'd like to travel to as a family. And as an investor, I could get a similar return on investment. And can you help me? And so creating that network of realtors who are vacation rental or short-term rental experts is a huge opportunity for, uh, for, for realtors but as an investor, that's definitely a trend you're seeing, right? In this market is if they're making money and they're looking at these smart investments for wealth building and they want to have places for their family to go and enjoy and make memories. If you know about other similar destinations and if you've got connections, that's an opportunity to continue to service a client uh, over and over and over again. I, I think that that seems to be a trend because these vacation rentals, they're, they're lucrative and people want to buy more, right? You bet. Yeah, and and look at areas like Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, Florida. Um, you've got a lot of people that travel to those areas, and uh, there's still some great deals and opportunities to be had in those areas. But typically, what we're looking for is number one, you want to just like I said before, you want to find that place that you like to go or would be willing to go because mm-hmm. you do have to go spend some time there and shop for some furniture and some decor, and you're going to spend some time there, so that's nice. But you also want to look for a place that has a lot of attractions for families. And um, you also want to try to look for those areas that have a lot of peak season nights Mm. and you can go to hotel calendars and kind of find out what peak season nights are, or you can do some research on VRBO or Airbnb and kind of just monitor those, those, uh, what people are charging per night at different times of the year so that you can Mm -hmm. kind of see where the peak seasons are. So that can be a little tricky evaluating how many peak season nights there are, but once you figure that out and you can kind of layer on, okay, this is an area with a lot of families or in the case of you know, Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, you've got a national park there where people come from all over the nation. Or if you go to Orlando, you've got Disney where you've got internationals coming constantly. Um, You layer that on and it really begins to um, kind of reveal a nice area where there's just going to be a lot of longevity and a lot of great investment dollars to be made. And with this market and prices being the way they are, um, this is still a huge opportunity. Um, people are still buying short-term rentals, even if prices are a bit higher, so are rental rates and people are willing and able to pay more. And so is that something that you're seeing why this is continuing to be an opportunity investors? Is there something that uh, you would suggest to people when they're looking at specific areas because of the state of the market, anything that people need to know or should know about what's going on in the market and how it relates to uh, short-term rentals. Yeah, I would say, you know, you, you could never um, buy a property without a pro forma, you know, no right. matter how emotional that it is. And 
the neat thing about vacation rental investings is like the cash flow is really just the potential for cash flow, I should say, is much, much higher than a long-term rental. So that gives you the opportunity. You guys think about it. I mean, I just bought a little three bedroom home in downtown Branson and I bought this little property for about 180,000 and it came with an extra lot. And it was just a cool little downtown property walking distance to some restaurants and bars and uh, just a little urban property. And due to some regulations that are kind of going on right now with the city of Branson, I had to retrofit the property with a sprinkler system and a monitored alarm. And that was about $30,000 worth of you know, upgrades I had to put in the property. And um, that was above and beyond any, luckily I bought it and it had already been kind of remodeled. I just kind of had to retrofit with that. Um, but because the property is now a vacation rental property, I could easily sell it for 300,000. I mean, just that, that going concern, that, that ability to use the property as a quote unquote business, I hesitate to call it a business because it, that could get us in a lot of trouble, regulatory trouble down the road. And don't get me started on that. But um um, but the fact that you can now earn income from it mm-hmm. is probably a better way to say it, that, um, it really makes the property worth a lot more because the simple fact is, honestly, we tried to buy it and flip it right away and nobody wanted it because nobody wanted to go through the work. Nobody wanted to do what we did with the city and all the permitting and all that. But mm-hmm. now that we've done it, it's a, it's a crackerjack, man. I mean, I could sell it. I could flip it. I could, and, and I'm getting 385 a night on it. You, yeah. you mentioned regulatory, you want to open that can, but I'm just curious, do you, what do you see coming down the pipe that people may need to be concerned about or paying attention to from a regulatory standpoint? So because of the success of vacation rentals has happened yeah. so fast um, in so many areas, what that does is it, it you know, really in any industry, uh, like look at the trapping industry of the 1800s, right? People are like, oh my gosh, everybody wants beaver pelts, right? So- Everybody goes and kills beavers and the beaver population goes to nothing. And, and the government's like, okay, or hang on, we got to save some beavers for the next generation. So um, it's the same with vacation rentals. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, I keep my brothers making money on this. I got to go buy them. So they go buy it and then they run it poorly, right? The, they, there's, there's no, I guess there's a few people in, in the industry that are, that are just, they really want to take care of their guests. They want to make sure that all the knives and forks are in a line. Everything's clean. But there's some people that just do it for the money that really don't care about the guests. Um, so there's really no kind of oversight to the quality of a vacation rental. And so, yeah, you do get some bad actors that own a vacation rental that they, they let their people party and that creates some friction between the neighbors next door. So you've got this kind of debate. You've got this conversation going on that is uh, a person's quiet right to enjoyment versus a person's right to do whatever they want to with their property you know, personal private property rights. Um, And so this debate is going on. And so most political subdivisions and municipalities are having knee-jerk reactions and they regulate out of frustration, not out, not so much out of good, you know, legislation or good policy. And so a lot of times they will rush into good decisions, which forces a, a private property owner to sue for their property rights. And then in that process, we get kind of a more calmer, mediocre version on how to regulate. And so most areas are experiencing that. And either some have already figured it out because they're very progressive and they tackled it. Um, Some places like Branson is like behind the eight ball. It's gotten so successful so fast. 
And it's such a small town. I mean, Branson is a town of about, you know, 12,000 people that hosts 9 million people a year. So you just, you can't regulate with a government that small and provide an infrastructure for, um, you know, a group of travelers that large. So, um, but it just takes an advocate. It takes a smart group of entrepreneurs to kind of lock arms and say, one, you're not going to treat us this way. And two, we want to have a conversation about how to make this better. And so it's really been an interesting um, dive, deep dive into American politics and how that works. And, you know, back when everything was going on, you know, during the election and, and politics were crazy and people, you know, it was brother against brother. It was like American civil war again. One of the things that I kept saying to people is like, get involved in your local government, because that's where you can have a massive impact, make a massive change. And, and it's probably going to affect you more economically than, you know, arguing about what some guy with crazy hair said, you know, so it's, um, it, it's, it's been really fascinating. Uh, but I would say that, yes, anybody who buys a vacation rental regulation, HOA rules is absolutely something on that checklist that you have got to just make sure you're in good shape. Yeah. 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 And so check into that because um, that was one of our questions. Somebody said, you know, is there something that we need to know or are there towns that you have Airbnbs and that have really clamped down on rentals that people should be aware of? Or what would you suggest as just asking those questions of the real estate professional, checking on the HOA docs, just looking to make sure that there's nothing that, um, that could be hindering your ability before you make a purchase? Would that be your suggestion, Jeremy? Yes. Don't, you wouldn't buy, you know, a commercial property from someone that's never sold commercial property. Um, so go to, when you're looking for that vacation rental investor or, or agent, I would just say, how many vacation rentals have you sold in the past year? And, you know, usually I used to, I was so young when I started real estate, I had to dress <laughs> up in, in like a tie and I hated it because I hate wearing ties. And, um, and I hate shaving too, by the way. So um, people would come to me and uh, I had to fool them into thinking I was professional. But once I really got everything down, I could convince anybody in two minutes that I knew what I was talking about. And actually they felt more comfortable when I was in like what I would wear to a golf course. Yeah. So um, the first thing I would say is um, you want to find that agent that is educated and that knows the, the regulatory environment. And, and even if they don't, even if you're using your, your sister or your stepbrother, just because you love them so much, um, call planning and zoning, wherever you are going, getting ready to invest and have a conversation with them. They usually have like an online link, or there's a nice person that can kind of fill you in on what the regulations are, but definitely go in educated. Do not buy a vacation rental without calling planning and zoning, finding out what the regulations are. Yeah. Love it. That is a great uh, piece of advice. So <clears throat> vacation rental doesn't mean it just has to be a vacation rental market. It could be near hospitals. It could be in college towns. Think outside of the box and just figure out, well, where do people need short-term rentals? Right. Um, this is the trend. It doesn't seem to be slowing down. Even while the market has increased in values, uh, the property values so have vacation rentals. So this can still be a great opportunity. And by all means, if you live in one of these areas, you should be considering this as a wealth building opportunity. It's a great opportunity. If you want uh, information on Jeremy's book, Myths Management Mastery of Vacation Rentals, we can get you connected with him as well. It's a great book. Uh, we give it to a lot of our coaching clients as well. And more importantly, if you want to buy rental in uh, Branson, Jeremy would be the person that you should call for sure. Uh, it looks like an awesome place and I'm considering it myself. So I'm excited about that. Thank you so much for all of the, uh, the information. Really appreciate it. Um, this is great. We ha I have my first vacation rental. It's been a really, really awesome opportunity and it is addicting. You are right. Um, but it's a cool opportunity because you're providing an opportunity for people to be able to travel in a 
space where they feel safe and they can enjoy. So you're, you feel like you're contributing to some people's happiness and you're building wealth for yourself and your family, which is ultimately uh, important uh, for, for, for you as well. So we hope that you guys will consider this type of investment if you haven't already and that you've learned some great things from Jeremy today. Thanks again, Jeremy, for spending time with us. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you for what you guys do. You guys are really a blessing to a lot of people. So thanks for your daily mission. You guys are great. I really appreciate you. Thanks again to Jeremy for joining us for Achieve Freedom Now. I hope you learned something about how to build wealth through vacation rentals. I'm happy to announce that a couple of weeks ago, Jeremy joined our Achieve Freedom coaching team as a coach. Congrats, Jeremy. Jeremy specializes in coaching individuals in vacation rentals, investments, and development. As his expertise covers everything from sales strategies to brokerage growth. To learn more about coaching with Jeremy or another of our amazing coaches at Achieve Freedom Coaching, schedule a call at business and lifecoaching.com forward slash free dash coaching dash call or email info at businessandlifecoaching.com. Thank you.